live in a capitalist society. Nothing is free because you don't have to pay to listen to us. Please leave us a five-star review. Hi, and welcome to Meet Me in the Middle, the podcast that seeks out uh, a middle ground within the sometimes problematic wellness world. My name is Annika Buckle. My name is Lee Freiling. And my name is Jenny Omani. Um, so today we're going to talk about a little bit of a controversial figure. And I think generally our kind of ethos is we try not to have episodes where we dump on individual people. I think that we'll find a lot of meat for discussion today around the larger themes within this story, which I think is going to create kind of the best parts of this. So that was a pretty good pun though, because um, with the meat today, we're going to talk about the liver king. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> Ooh. The man actually is- who literally has to turn to be able to walk through the average door. <laughs> and I'm so excited to learn more about him because <laughs> the only thing I know is, you know, the the like not so shocking revelation that came and then I was like I never paid like he was never up I wish I knew before and I would have known what a big deal this me too that I would have yeah yeah okay let's let's learn more about this if you were like me and you you hadn't heard of this uh guy before spoiler alert um before his downfall at the end of last year that's okay this is a fun story to come in on cold if you did go down the rabbit hole a little that's okay too because like i said i actually think the more interesting conversation here is around the greater themes but let's start at the beginning so the liver king is a fitness influencer supplement brand owner and self-named quote ceo of the ancestral lifestyle so if you weren't sure from his name where this was going that should give you a clue He had a massive rise to fame in 2021 at the same time he adopted the moniker Liver King and currently has 3.5 million followers on TikTok as well as almost 36 million views on YouTube. So born Brian Johnson, his backstory truly reads- They always have the most normal names. Have you noticed that if you give yourself like a pseudonym, it's because your name is very normal. It's true. I don't need a pseudonym because I have a super weird name. So I could just like be a weird wellness like hero online and just go by my actual name because it's already weird. There you go. I feel the same. <laughs> no, but Annika, your name is just like you're a superhero. Like you're like a comic book sort of aimed at like the 12 to 14 year old market superhero. Annika Buckle saves day again. That's... I'm like, I'm like the, I'm the white Ms. Marvel. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> um, okay. So unsurprisingly, Brian Johnson's backstory truly reads like the origin story of either a superhero or supervillain. <laughs> Jeez. His dad died when he was young. So he was raised by his single mom. He was bullied from all accounts, actually pretty brutally in elementary school. Aww. In middle school, though, everything started to change when he began lifting weights. There was a great profile in GQ from last year that I'll link in the show notes. And I want to quote from here because I think it really speaks to what we see so often within nutrition, within the wellness world, within exercise. And, you know, as we kind of see people start to shift into often the more extreme aspects of the wellness world. Quote, he liked that the gym was somewhere where he could control all outcomes. But more than that, he liked the attention and validation he started getting from his peers. At one point, one of his classmates made the remark that the liver king says, probably changed my life forever. He called him Marky Mark. Boys want to be him. Girls want to date him. Tale as old as time. Totally. Totally. I mean, Marky Mark was pretty wicked in the 90s. Yes, totally. <laughs> like that was it. That was a huge the compliment. Lie. Where is the lie there? <laughs> yeah, there's no lie there. He was super hot. Yeah. I find so interesting that this is the kind of connection. We can connect to the same place that so many people adopt disordered eating from as a way to control when you feel very little control within your life. Well, totally. I mean, the liver king is like straight up male, just body dysphoria poster child, right? Like it makes absolute sense that, you know, he's coming from this really terrible sort of childhood experience of being bullied and feeling less than and not important and not special. And he figured out a way to do that by like hyper controlling his body. I mean, I have a lot of 
compassion for that, you know, situation. It's unfortunate that it's unfortunate that like his need to feel special and beautiful, um, resulted in where this whole, where this whole thing goes. (laughs) Well, totally. And I think, you know, we can also within this, see this common theme, absolutely. That's not just within wellness, but generally this is kind of a lie that capitalism loves to sell us. So this quote is directly from his Instagram talking about his younger years quote. I had to figure out a way out of that hellhole That was my life. And I did, I got to work. I got strong. I was able to impose my will emphasis Mm -hmm. mine. I took ownership and ran toward my demons. I led myself to confidence. I created a new life for myself, a life that I wanted to live in. It's the same capitalist lie, right? Work harder and you can change your situation. So if your situation sucks, it's your fault. Right. It's also a good reminder of like humanity in general, right? Like even this guy who I genuinely have no desire to know anything about beyond this podcast. Um, He comes from a vulnerable spot and I don't know. I think there's lots of kids. I mean, kids are just such assholes, aren't they? So many kids are just so mean to each other. Yeah. And not to say it's okay that you turn into, you know, someone who inevitably harms other people, but you can also see how that happens. Yeah. And I think it's important to kind of factor that in. Mm-hmm. I feel I mean, bad for him right now. Poor I guy. Bad. I know. I feel bad. Poor too. little Brian Johnson, right? Yeah. I, I, I feel I bad also, for Brian Johnson, not Liver King. Brian <laughs> yeah. Johnson has my sympathies. <laughs> I'll also say in terms of this sort of like pursuit of a middle ground, there is also something to be said for the value in realizing that your circumstance isn't great mm-hmm. and then doing what you can to change it. Right yes. now, totally. I don't agree. I don't agree with like the direction that he took. Right. But as someone who absolutely lived from that ethos of like, where I don't like where I am. Mm-hmm. So what can I do to change my circumstance and then do that? I think that it's important to point out the sort of middle perspective here. Yes. Mm-hmm. Capitalism is like bootstraps. It's totally up to you. Just work harder and everything gets better. And that is not an absolute truth, but there is truth in, you know, there are things that we, that individuals can do. What that looks like is different from each individual, right? Mm-hmm. This is, I'm not painting this with like a, a broad brush of like, everyone can just do better. Cause no, some people can do small things and some people can do huge things. And some of that is based on their resources, right? Exactly. Right. And so based on your resources and privilege and access, um, there are things that you can do. And, you know, a part of, for example, working with people with depression is finding those small things that they can change that is within the power that they can change to be able to gain a greater sense of over of uh, of like ownership uh, and capability within their own lives, um, and so that they're not so much just like a vic- a perpetual victim of their of mm-hmm. their circumstances. Now, I don't agree with the whole like, oh, you're like a homeless person, and you should just be able to bootstrap your way to being a billionaire. Like, yeah, okay, let's calm down, right? But within the perspective of you know there are there are often some things that some people can do that will make their lives if not monetarily better which is always of course the big story here right like right, right. better <laughs> equals more money that's right. not necessarily true better could be you know you decide to you know get up and go for a walk instead of lying in your bed and scrolling on your phone or whatever do you know what it's i mean it's all in the nuance 100% mm-hmm. quite right well, it always it always is it's always in the nuance yes quite and i think lee this is such a good point because this is i think part of his appeal if this is part of the reason that he is so successful at what he does oh, because yes. this message is r- really resonates with people and you know from all accounts and purposes when you look at <clears throat> his primates oh no um, you yeah, know, I love this... when people have like their people and they name them. Yeah. Um, this is what, you know, a lot of people have had a lot of, you know, very positive life changes because of this messaging. So, right. you know, well, it's the regs to riches story. Everybody yeah. loves yeah. a rags to riches mm-hmm. story. This is one of yeah. the reasons why, you know, in terms of like marketing of a business or of a, mm-hmm. you know, messaging in a business or of a business opportunity or whatever it happens to be, it's all about like, 
you're here, but you could be here. Mm-hmm. And like, I mean, Disney's been doing it forever, right? <laughs> it's that's not it's not isolated to one industry. It's totally it's it's a it's a very um, basic things marketing. Yeah. Well, and actually, like, I think we're about to lead into something that expounds on this a little bit. So I love where this is going. Um, He planned to go to medical school, but dropped out during orientation. Honestly, I spent a long time trying to figure out any more information about that. Yeah. Like, did he actually get deadly curious? Right. Like, did he just go, "Hmm, maybe I'll be a doctor. And then I couldn't find anything. Write an MCAT or like, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I couldn't find anything reliable. Um, But of course I have a lot of questions. Um, Yeah. yeah. Mm. So then he went to work for a pharmaceutical company, um, which is very ironic considering how incredibly anti-medical intervention he is now. Um, he met his now wife. Yes. The liver queen. And no, I'm not kidding. Oh dear. When he was working as a pharmaceutical rep and together they opened a dental practice. She's a dentist. It was at this point that they started their company together. Wellness bingo. That's right. It's supplements. Right. Right. I love, I love people that (laughs) defect from the pharmaceutical industry and they always say, it's because of big pharma and they're not telling you the truth and the ingredients. And then they sell supplements. They just are like, well, let's just make something that's not regulated at all in this country so that we <laughs> can pretend that we have higher standards than like a industry that's like very rigorously regulated. Well, totally. And I mean, look, I, to be totally open and transparent, like I have taken and do take a lot of very specific supplements at various times in my life. I support people taking supplements when they need them. But I think kind of to your point, Jenny, it's important to be cautious because it is such an easy grift. The margins can be incredibly high and it operates in such a gray area. Yeah. It operates underneath the radar of regulatory, like regulatory boards, um, associations, et cetera. Well, totally. And also because there's no oversight or regulation, you know, recently I've been looking at the fact that like a lot of people suffer a lot of liver damage mm-hmm. from the supplements that they take. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh yeah. Being told, like, this is a really good thing for you to take mm-hmm. and take it at this super high dose. And then mm-hmm. they end up with liver failure, right? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. taking things that really, they have no, either no business taking or in, amounts that they really have no business taking or so, in combination mm-hmm. with other things. Cause everything, mm-hmm. you know, always works together. Right. Right. Just be, the, the, what's it called? The, the natural fallacy, right. Just because it's natural. Mm-hmm. Nature right. is best fallacy. Yeah. Right. Nature is best fallacy. Right. Like this whole idea of like, Oh, these supplements are just p- packed with natural blue blah, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, believe it or not, like turpentine is pretty natural. <laughs> yeah. sure you don't want to drink that. Yeah. Right. Yeah, right. totally. Um, well, and this kind of leads into what we were just discussing a little bit, which is something I think we see not just in wellness, but especially within kind of the quote unquote personal development sphere, um, which as we talked about in the landmark episode, there can be a lot of crossover in those two worlds. Um, so as he puts it, and I quote, the liver king ripped open a cage and ate Brian Johnson. I think this feeds into this idea that any kind of personal development, any sort of personal change has to be big and huge to matter, to be meaningful, right? Uh, We've kind of touched on this before, but sometimes actually little changes are what's needed or what's more meaningful. This is exactly what you were just touching on, Lee. You know, more importantly, small changes matter and have value, even if they don't look like somebody literally being eaten by their former selves, (laughs) Well, or like something that you can and must monetize. Well, and mm. not to mention the fact, like, obviously part of his appeal is this hyper, 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 hyper masculine sort of like image, right? So of course the idea is that he had this small puny weak self that was mm-hmm. caged in a blue, blah, 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 blah. And then here it comes like, raw liver king, <laughs> like rip open the cage, devour that puny, insignificant, meh, meh, meh. like holy toxic masculinity. Yeah. So don't worry. We'll get into that in a second. Oh, oh, it gets so much worse. Okay. <laughs> Great, 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 great. Um, okay, so let's catch up with Brian again. Sorry, Liver King and his wife mm. again. Oh, I also okay. maybe he's Brian still. Maybe he hasn't transformed. Also, I just think like, what would it take for someone to call me the Liver Queen <laughs> and to be okay with that? That's so gross to me. Like, no well, part of that feels 
what's actually gross is like it's very it was very hard for me to do this research without like image after image of him sinking his teeth into raw organs and it just oh oh my god yeah it's very oh are we going there it's very a lot (laughs) oh jesus okay yeah um so i think this next part is also of note when we talk at kind of about larger wellness world themes so many people myself included um really start down the path of the kind of natural health world whatever Mm -hmm. the fuck that it's supposed to mean right um when they have kids and unsurprisingly this is exactly what the liver royalty has said the king and the queen have two and just bear with me for a minute while i say this savage liver boys oh rad 13 and striker 15 Striker with Rad and Striker. Rad, yeah. Um, they have made frequent appearances in his videos, eating various animal organs with him and lifting massive. Oh my weight. god! No, no. So they they actually eat. Uh huh. Like, but like not in like a oh, steak oh, and kidney pie. Or are we gonna get oh, there? Oh, just wait. <laughs> it was oh. these two little bundles of joy that took him really far, as far down the wellness path as he is today. When they were young, his boys were in and out of the hospital with illnesses and allergies. Desperate for a cure, he read Sally oh. Fallon's book, Nourishing Traditions. Oh, yes. Subtitle, uh-huh. the cookbook that challenges politically correct nutrition and diet dictocrats mm-hmm. and decided oh to implement some of its findings. I have that book. I read it. Oh, my God. No, you did. I okay. honestly want a sidebar. I feel like I like did a whole bunch of rabbit holing and kind of want to do a whole episode on this book. So yeah, I it sounds like, like if you had it, Lee, if you, oh. if you still have it. Is it in oh, your yeah. rainbow book? Is it in your rainbow bookshelf where all your books are oh, color coordinated? Totally in my rainbow bookshelf. Oh. The book was written by the you know this woman who discovered the health benefits of a high fat diet after reading an earlier work yes. by an American Weston dentist, Weston A. Price, called yes. "Nutrition and Physical Denigration," which yep. I mean, from everything I've read, is a dentist attempting non methodological so- sociology research and coming to nutritional conclusions. Totally, hundred percent. Yes. Um, and to your point, Lee, you know, it concludes that aspects of the modern Western diet, particularly flour, sugar, and modern processed vegetable fats cause nutritional deficiencies that are a cause of dental issues, health problems. He was kind of the origin of this focal infection theory, which, um, held that infected teeth should be treated by dental extraction rather than root canals to limit the risk of more general illness. This is where some of the anti-root canal sentiment comes from in kind of today's holistic dentistry. Right. I also love that he points out that flour is like a modern diet thing. I would beg to differ that flour is modern. I mean, I actually feel like (laughs) this follow-up episode is probably like Weston A. Price like through the years into- Like, um, if Sally, by modern, does he need like the last Sally, Sally Fallon's book into the paleo thousand years? Like what are <laughs> the fallacies of all of that? Right. Yeah. Um, all so right. <laughs> quote, we cut out all the processed foods. We cut out all the liquid calories, the seed oils. We just went to whole foods, chiefly liver and bone marrow. Anything that made sense. Like, yeah, it's ancestral. Within a couple of days, the rings around their eyes went away. He said they had this new vibrancy, this new energy, this new electricity you didn't Maybe know they, they were just capable were of living deficient. like this with such joy and laughter <laughs> or their iron levels were fine now because they i don't know like okay well and again i mean d- does correlation equal causation like no anyways. i also get a kick out of people that like want like praise cavemen eating like as if they had good life expectancies back then well, yeah. and again, I mean, I think this is a whole separate sidebar, but like yeah. what, what even is, what is ancestral? How far? What even is go? ancestral? Yeah. Like what? Um, the okay. About, the thing I think about that too, is that, okay. So they like radically changed their diet. It's entirely possible that they were eating something that wasn't working for those kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah, It's totally. entirely possible, totally. but because they took out like 25 things, everything, you don't know what it is. You have no idea what it is. And so you know, there very well may have been something that was causing these kids to like not be super healthy. Also, I just want to say, I'm not going to say that these kids weren't healthy and that their health issues weren't legitimate, but there is also within sort of wellness within kids is like, you know, if your kid gets a rash, 
Like you had better figure out what it was that you fed that child. What did they teach? What did they touch? What did they breathe? Did they not get enough sleep? Have they not had enough filtered water? No, no, no. Like the impetus goes on the parent to become this like lifestyle investigatory journalist. Yeah. Of you, like you finding like a PI, it out. A health PI, right? A health PI. Meanwhile, back in the ranch, kids get rashes. The yep. end. Like they just get rashes often. It's like maybe a virus. This is actually probably good for their immune system. Like their, their immune system's working. It's getting stronger or whatever. Like, but there's this idea within healthism, right? Is that you can control every single thing. And so you also right. should. Mm-hmm. And right. to try to do this with these like little creatures whose bodies are designed to have like, you know, immune responses to things as a way to like work shit out. Like, mm-hmm. ugh, anyways. It's exhausting. It's exhausting. It's also massively anxiety producing. Well, it's also like so classic to have your N of two and be like, well, this is what everybody else needs to do because it worked for my two Uh, children, which therefore means everybody needs to do it. Yeah. Right. Right. Well, and I think again, you know, we can kind of get into a little bit more detail around like, you know, what eating ancestrally even means, but I want to mm. kind of point out a couple of criticisms just off mm. of the top without kind of going just down a that couple. road. <laughs> Look, we could be here all day. I'm trying to keep this concise. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> um, and I think kind of the most egregious ones. So one, of course, is um, vitamin A toxicity. Mm. A pound of liver a day, which is what mm-hmm. the liver king claims to eat, would mean incredibly high levels of vitamin A, which can lead mm-hmm. to bone thinning, liver damage. Ironic, because one of the other questionable connections that he and his company Ancestral Supplements make is that you should be eating the parts of the animal that you need support on. If you have heart issues, you should be eating grass-fed beef hard. If you want strong and virile testicles, you need to eat grass-fed animal testicles. Uh... This one, I particularly think of like really drawing in the manosphere because it's very like, this is what you have to do to be a real man. It's um, also like the equivalent, the next step from balancing your humors. Like, right. Do you know <laughs> what I mean? Like better brain, eat brain. Oh, that's so yeah. Cool. Yeah. Do they bloodlet um, or no? Says, you just add more blood because you're doing more as opposed to the opposite to balance. It's um, synergy. Got he it. says, "Quote: Why eat vegetables when you can eat testicles? Vegetables don't have the raw material required to produce a healthy set of testicles. Testicles do have everything required to produce, support, and strengthen them." I feel like a lot of vegetarians and vegans would say that maybe their testicles are doing just fine. So, oh, gosh, so as cool. everyone in this age eventually decides in 2021, he hired a media consulting company and started to blast his teachings on social media. His niche was leaning right into the extreme because, of course, more meat, more feats of strength, more liver king. And I'm just going to this is a really beautiful I'm just going to drop this in the chat and you can both um, click on it and take a look. This is just directly from his Instagram one of the kind of very um, classic, famous, popular of his videos, which is basically him just lifting heavier and heavier weights and yelling more. More! 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 Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. Oh, it's good music here. (laughs) More meat! More feats of strength! More, 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 more. Ugh. Does he just yell more the whole time? Yep. Oh, okay. I feel like I've seen enough. I also like that. I mean, the caption here says, if you're not screaming for more at every opportunity, which is literally the only thing he does in this video, you're not sprinting. If you're not sprinting towards discomfort, if you're not seeking things out that scare you, if you're not finding ways to challenge yourself mentally, physically, spiritually, and emotionally, you are not honoring the struggle of our early ancestors. Always demand more, especially from yourself. Lift heavy weights because weak shit breaks. I, yeah, I mean, do it for your ancestors. Early well, ancestors, not your recent ancestors, just, just the, really the right distance away early ancestors. ones. <laughs> um, so actually, let's talk for a minute about what he calls the nine ancestral tenets, 
because I had to do a lot of reading on a supplement company website and now all my targeted ads on YouTube are for them. So let's make this worth my while, please. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry for your, for your loss. Um, so this is a lot like his manifesto. So just bear with me while we go through each of these. And I'd love to hear your thoughts as we kind of list them out. So there's nine. The first one is sleep. Quote, sleep is where the magic happens. It's not only a time of rest, but a time for our body and mind to repair and heal. In order to maximize the benefits of our nourishing supplements, we highly encourage you to get quality sleep each night. Is there anything wrong with that on the surface? No. Great. Sleep is actually really important. Science has told us us this lots and lots. Um, Eat. Our bodies crave nutrient-dense foods like animal organs, but these can be hard to find and consume. We suggest the convenience of our high quality supplements and choosing whole foods rather than processed foods. Eat like your life depends on it. Okay. Whole foods rather than processed foods, except for our supplements, which are processed foods. Mm, Very. Move. Movement is critical to maintaining health and vitality. Our nourishing supplements support a range of bodily functions that will help you thrive in whichever form of exercise you choose. We're here to help. Okay. All right. Back to the supplements constantly. Yes. Good. Keep going. (laughs) Shield. In this modern world, your body is constantly under attack by viruses, processed foods, seed oils, EMFs, negative energy, etc. It is important to boost your immune system with ancestral supplements. Oh, yeah, because the ancestral supplements had a lot to do with like 5G. Okay. Uh, Connect. Our ancestors were in constant contact with the earth. The earth's slight negative charge provides a grounding force for us. As we walk barefoot outside or put a hand on a tree, you can experience the benefits of better sleep, improved mood, and increased energy. I will say they don't mention supplements in this one. So I find that very interesting. I also think if you want to decide, if you choose to interpret that message as being in nature, being out in nature is good for you, I would say that's probably true. That's not but what he's is. saying, but I decided that that's what well, it's it like could sleep, mean. right? Sleep is it's, important. It's hard for, it's hard to connect popping a supplement with standing on grass, but those are, <laughs> those are hard, hard to link, hard to link. Mm-hmm. Uh, if it was possible, I'm sure they would have done it. Yeah. Um, Drink your supplements outside with bare feet. <laughs> done. <laughs> Cold. Our body was designed to adapt to changing temperatures Getting cold provides a vast array of health benefits, including improved blood pressure, metabolism, immune health, and mental clarity. I will just add, um, he has converted uh, on his property. He lives in Texas. Uh, he has converted the hot tub to an ice bath. So he has an outdoor ice bath. These guys love cold they do. baths. Yeah. yeah. Uh, sun. We were made to live in rhythm with the sun. So get sun daily. Early morning sun exposure sets our circadian clock and sets us up for the best night's sleep. Midday sun exposure helps our body produce vitamin D and improve our immune system and mood. Watching the sunset tells us it's time to rest and recover. I mean, but again, he's not totally wrong. I mean, right. like, no. we, we know like, so here's the thing. This is like some pretty basic shit. A lot of it. Yeah, right? Totally. A lot right? of it is like, is like stuff we know. Like we know that, especially if you can get like sun in your eyeballs, before 10 a.m. in the morning, that does a lot as far as, you know, helping to reset your circadian rhythm and help you sleep better. Okay, that's true. We know that blue light is disruptive for sleep. Okay, we know that. We know that being out in nature, you know, standing on the grass, hand on a tree where there is nature is inherently good for you on some basic level. Like, we know you should sleep. Like, this is some, like, these are these core ancestral tenets. Right. Or... It's just, just like called acceptable like, good advice. <laughs> right. Has he talked about like, you should drink water yet? Like, I mean, <laughs> um, no, you know? but we have two more, neither right. of which are, well, one of which is not particularly um, controversial. And the other, I think is where things get, can, can get a little interesting. We'll talk about that in a second. So bond, we are designed to live in community with people with a common purpose and like-minded values. Community provides direction, accountability, encouragement, safety, and purpose. Okay. Also true. Yep, totally join true. The, join the ancestral supplements tribe. I mean. Okay. Yes. Okay. Join my community. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Where you'll and, actually not physically be with people because it's well, a website online. And I mean, online. I think again, right. This is like, this is a, a huge draw into the manosphere is men in particular who are feeling, you know, that, that lack of bond, feeling isolation, mm-hmm. partly because of this kind of toxic masculinity that isolates them and, you know, 
creates fear in you know re- close relationship and sharing but it's this last one that i find particularly interesting and this kind of goes to what um he, the instagram caption that you just read was jenny mm. struggle we evolved struggling for survival winning the day meant life or death nature provides a reward for struggling and winning by optimizing our hormones there are fewer mm. opportunities for real struggle in the modern world but finding a cause worth fighting for pays huge rewards well, we should just go back to being hunted by mountain lions daily. It's good well, for your and hormones. Also, definitely fight, right? Again, this right. is just yes. alignment yep. with the you're not a man mm-hmm. unless you're out there fighting. Which, yeah. P.S. Literally nothing scares the shit out of me more than seeing men fight. It is so deeply uncomfortable for me. Mm-hmm. There's nothing virile about it to me. To mm-hmm. me, it says that they don't know how to use their words and all they need to, all they know how to do is just use their fists. Like, yeah, and they don't have impulse control. Right. Like, yeah, it feels scary to me always. It yeah. feels always scary. This is not like a loaded cannon. No, 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 thank you. No, thank you. Now, do I love the idea of like, living with like we're being real heteronormative in this conversation so i'm sorry everyone but like i do live with a man in a like you know man woman marriage and do i love the idea of like i don't know if like a there was a threat he could physically protect me because he's like twice my size yeah i don't love i don't hate that at all but also like no part of me is like Ooh, show me how strong and protective you are by going and pounding that guy in the bar. Like we, we would leave real fast and there'd be some big conversations later. Like that's not, that is not what we're after here. Sorry. Well, and I mean, this is the problem with this focus on like, this is the way to be a man is this very specific. If you don't do this, eat this, live this way, you are weak and soft and you deserve whatever bad things come your way. And you you deserve, this is the key part. Yes. And you deserve whatever bad things come your way. If you are not behaving like this, then you've got nothing to complain about because you invited this shit into your life. Okay. Okay. Right. His, his quote around this, you know what I'm concerned about? I'm concerned that we have a soft man problem today. Okay. Now, if I'm going from a soft man problem into toxic masculinity, and that happens with 5% of these people, I'm okay with that. Okay. 5% mm-hmm. or all of your whole messaging is toxic masculinity. This is really in alignment with this like um, American Christian nationalist, mm. alt-right, far-right Peterson, sort of messaging. Jordan Peterson, totally. Jordan Peterson, Tucker Carlson. Andrew, right. Yeah. All of these absolute assholes who are just like, we, you know, what the real problem is that men are too nice to their women and are letting them have too much power and rights and say, and all this kind of shit. Like, right. Okay. Continue. Goodness. This guy. (laughs) Gosh. Well, and, and again, the problem isn't, you know, even like maybe some of the more fringe ideas in this, the problem isn't somebody who decides that a cold, you know, plunge every day in an ice bath is a good thing for them. The problem is every one of these is an opportunity or reason to buy supplements. Every one of these is dictating, you know, correct masculinity. And I mean, to an, to a further degree, femininity, right? Yes. Um, and I think this is also kind of something else that starts to get a little bit, um, I'm going to say gross in this, um, and I'm going to kind of give a little bit of context, but then I'm going to talk about, you know, what, what gives me the real ick around this. Um, so one of the things, his workout regime that he is like quite famous for is called the barbarian. Mm, great. From the GQ article, the barbarian is a torturous exercise of the liver King's own design that involves holding 70 pound kettlebell in each hand, strapping 20 pound ankle weights on each leg, carrying 70 pounds in a backpack. And then assuming you're still standing at that point, dragging 120 pounds of weights on a sled behind you for one mile. Okay. Now y'all know, I love some punishingly heavy weights. You love lifting big, heavy <laughs> I really do. So I'm not going to dissect that too much because I think there, if you're somebody who loves that, like I am, I, that, you know, fine. <laughs> also, I will also say from the perspective of sensory needs, there are some people for whom what they call heavy work or lifting mm. heavy weights 
meets a sensory need in a, mm-hmm. a, a person. My son is actually one of these kids um, where they either need deep pressure, like weighted blankets, crushing hugs, mm-hmm. like, you know, sitting on their chest or whatever, just so they get that like deep, deep, deep pressure or heavy weights. So there is a very legitimate well-researched, well sort of proven thing that for some people, they have a sensory need that can only be met through lifting heavy things. I think that this is not, but I just also want to say like beyond like Anna's lifting heavy shit. I want to go hiking with her in the woods and have her lift a tree out of the way. I really want that to happen. But also there are a handy friend to have. Yeah. In terms of their mental and physical health, yeah. There's an inherent need that needs to be met, but that can only be met by lifting heavy stuff. So go on. Yeah. So, I mean, look, people love CrossFit. People love other extreme yeah. sports. Do what you like with your body. But the yeah. biggest red flag for me comes out of, you know, him talking about his kids. Again, this is from the GQ article. Quote, the whole family sleeps on hard wooden slats to better mimic the sleeping conditions of our cave dwelling forebearers. The boys adhere to the nine ancestral tenants along with their parents. They eat the liver, sleep on slats, and exercise like soldiers preparing for battle. For his 15th birthday, Stryker completed the barbarian as a rite of passage against the express wishes of both his mother and his CrossFit coach. I was like, I can't believe you don't believe in him. The liver king fumed. I don't care if he has to go out and it takes him two days. I'll bring him food. I'll bring him his pillow. Whatever he's got to do, he's going to do this thing. Stryker finished in two hours. Okay. That's, and this kid's I 15? Mean, 15. And so I that mean, that doesn't sound like something that's great for his growing joy. Anything that a CrossFit coach tells you is dangerous. I was yeah. just going to say, that's there's your flag. litmus. If, if Liver Queen herself <laughs> and the CrossFit yeah, like, coach. Hey, well, I mean, yeah, okay. Okay. All and right. I mean, look, at people indoctrinate their kids into what they believe intentionally or unintentionally. That's how parenting True. works. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, but I think this is the piece that looks at when we take this to the extreme, when we take this, you know, from A to Z, this is, you know, where it takes us. And again, it's this very, this is how you be a man. You're 15 now. If you're going to be a man, this is what you have to do. Well, and it's very in alignment with what I'm sure he is calling in of like, quote unquote, ancestral rite of passage, mm-hmm. man things mm-hmm. where like you took a boy and chucked him in the woods and set the wolves on him for like three days with no right. clothes and no food. And if they came back alive, they were now a man, right? Like, you know, and legitimately, there are lots of cultures worldwide that have had a practice like this over time. I'm not negating or speaking to any of that, but it, it calls into question as to whether or not that's a required now B a good idea. C what are the physical and also psychological ramifications on this 15 year old boy that his dad is like, you're going to do this, right? Like, didn't, aren't we moving through that in parenting at this point? Like, haven't we figured out that like, not everywhere, yeah, fair, 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 fair. So okay. let's get to the cherry on this raw liver Sunday, shall we? Oh, that was throughout terrible, his career, especially when it really started to blow up on social media, there was a very large undercurrent of people who refused to believe that he was all natural. This liver king must be on steroids thing. To quote Joe Rogan in early 2022, and I mean, you can imagine, I'm sure that was like a knife to the heart to have Joe Rogan speak ill of you, but he's got an ass filled with steroids, is what this guy's got. <laughs> I mean, let's have a moment for the time that Joe Rogan said something that seemed reasonable. <laughs> also, this feels like a real takes one to no one moment. <laughs> of course, he denied all along saying, you know, it's just these ancestral tenants. It's eating of the liver. It's um, my supplements. You should buy them. Right. But of course, surprise, surprise, it was a lie. At the end of November this year, a YouTuber called <clears throat> More Plates, More Dates, P.S. Ugg. We're just okay. going to call him Derek. Um, Derek. Published <laughs> Derek. See, normal name. Always. Yeah. Published Always. leaked emails from Johnson to a nutritionist where he itemized out everything he was taking, including $11,000 a month worth of steroids and performance enhancing drugs. Oh, gosh. Johnson blamed Is that a actions. lot or are they just really expensive? I mean, a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. Okay. It's like that. That's it's um, either way. Um, not, like not as primal supplements and diet. No, not at all. And actually here's, uh, I'll just put it in the chat. Um, this is a link to 
it's on Reddit, but it's the only place I could find the entirety of the email posted. And from the clips I read everywhere else, it is actually correct. <laughs> Again, Reddit, not usually a solid journal journalism source, but right when we're talking about like leaked emails from the liver king, there's only so many places that we can go <laughs> source material. Um, this honestly, one of the most shocking things about this email, and I will post the Reddit link in the show notes, um, is that his rest day is walking 12 miles. I just, hmm. my, re- my rest day is sitting on the couch for 12 hours. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> um, reading this email. Yeah, me too. Like a little bio. I can't believe he would just send this idiot. Right. <laughs> And who did he send this to? This was a YouTuber? A nutritionist. A nutritionist that he wanted to work with. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Okay. And keep in mind, this was early 2021. So pre him kind of blowing up on Um, social media. Yeah, and I don't know anything about, I'm assuming these are like anabolic steroids. I don't know anything about it. Just Omnitrope. 8.5 8.5 milligram vials from Empower Pharmacy. Like, are these are these types of steroids used? I don't know. Are they used legitimately in other areas? I don't actually know. Like, Empower Pharmacy doesn't scream um, <laughs> like real pharmacy. Oh no! <laughs> Weird. <laughs> My um, doctor told me so, I could double down. So, oh, so he's got like his being. Oh, so he's got like a full on prescription. Mean. Yeah. So his doctor typically, is probably like a functional medicine doctor. Typically, omnitrope is used. It's human growth hormone, and it's used to treat oh, yeah, things yeah, yeah. like you know children with growth failure due to a yeah. hormone deficiency. Like there are yeah. legitimate reasons. Is it? I for wasn't familiar with the brand name. Three year old men who just like want to feel better about themselves. Like probably not. But well, it is if you're buying it at Empower Pharmacy. <laughs> um, <laughs> My favorite so, line in this whole thing is at the very end that says, um, my recent labs show some serious concerns, probably the Winstrol. I don't know what that is, but we're discontinuing that in two weeks. Anyways, SHBG lipids and E2 are all fucked. But aside from my joints, I feel pretty good. I mean, speaking of the liver king, like, is this guy going to have a liver like <laughs> after a while? Like. It's concerning, right? I mean, not right. only the high levels of vitamin A, but also, I mean, steroids just absolutely blast your metabolism, your, you know, ability to build muscle, your, all of those things in yeah. terms of long-term. So, yeah. Well, I mean, this is just all so stupid. I love his comment about insulin. These people are obsessed with their fucking insulin response. All of them. Like, I really find it very confusing. Like, stop fucking with your pancreas. Like, it'll just do its thing. My blood sugar every morning um, and insulin are great because I'm metabolically fit as fuck. Or or you're not diabetic. Right. <laughs> right. You're not diabetic. <laughs> or or, or everyone's is. Right. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, unsurprisingly, Whatever. especially given what we learned at the beginning, he blamed his actions on his insecurities. Quote, when I talk about 85% of the population that suffers from self-esteem issues, that's me. I'm part of the statistic. Yeah. Says well, no kidding. Was a, right. He says, we know, we know that. <laughs> and ex- quote, an experiment to spread the message and bring awareness to the 4,000 people a day who kill themselves, the 80,000 people a day that try to kill themselves, adding that his fight was to promote ancestral living as a solution. He also confessed that he wasn't fully aware of the consequences, saying, quote, before social media, I was rich and anonymous. And after social media, I'm still rich, but no longer anonymous. I never expected this kind of exposure in the public eye. He um, calls for the taking when I, accountability and, quote, doing better. When I hired my social media consultants in 2021, I With never the goal to become famous. <laughs> And management company to get me on as many podcasts as possible. Right. I also find it really interesting that he frames this as like, I've done this as like suicide awareness and prevention, but none of that came up at all other than like, Hey, I was picked on and da da da. Like here's my rags to riches story. But none of that was like, I had suicidal thoughts. It wasn't a key part of his initial messaging. Right. Totally. Yeah. And I don't know. I'm all for all of the mental health awareness and normalization and all of that but that's not he doesn't seem to have made any effort to incorporate that other than the victim mentality thing which p.s 
people who are depressed telling them they're a victim and they have a victim mentality it doesn't really make them not depressed. <laughs> well, and I mean, this is where I really see the through lines kind of to all the greater wellness industry. Yeah. I have the single solution to all your problems. Yeah. Right. And this is where it does such a disservice to itself. You know, this is where I love to live in the middle because can there be good in here for some of this if it works for you? Sure. Is it dangerous yeah. to follow religiously? Yeah. And more importantly, are you probably being deceived about the results you're actually going to get by following this person? Almost certainly. Yeah. I but genuinely it's, it's, I genuinely think that him talking about um suicidality and uh is a is a smokescreen. I mm -hmm. think that, you know, yes, you know, he has some insecurities and this is why this went forward. I feel like that's probably, that feels, that feels legitimate, but if trying to decrease suicidality in, in men, which is, a, you know, the number one way that men under 35 die is they die by suicide like it's a it is oh a yeah no it's a legitimate it's problem a genuinely terrible thing yeah but i think when you've got this like <laughs> i think the lack of awareness around the connection to toxic masculinity and suicidality mm -hmm. is maybe the red flag here in mm -hmm. that messaging um is it okay that he's talking about it? I mean, sure. But I feel like that's something his PR firm came up with. Like, that's a very unkind statement of me to make, but also I feel like, you know. I mean, trust is also earned, right? And this, he hasn't exactly, you know, given examples. He hasn't earned that. it. Yeah. yeah. I also think this is just such a good reminder about when we put people on a pedestal and we turn mm -hmm. them into like, Demigods or whatever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. You remove the ability for them to be flawed humans. Mm -hmm. And then we, you become hypercritical when the flaws come through, but it's like, they were always a human. They were right. always going to have flaws. And I think when you are branding yourself in a way that leads you as like, as particularly in the lifestyle sphere, you're doing it in a way that... <laughs> whether you like it or not, removes a lot, if not eliminates your flaws, which makes you less of a human and the expectations just go doot, 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 doot. right? Well, so it's, it's absolutely this all or nothing sort of presentation. Well, yeah. Right. Like he's like, I have totally mastered every single aspect of my whole life using these tenants mm -hmm. that I singularly came up with using my supplements that I also sing. I am complete. I have complete mastery over myself and have no problems is kind of the message. Right. Mm -hmm. And people are like, Hey, I would also like to have no problems. No problem. Sounds like a great idea. Maybe I could do that too, right? This is the the sort of subconscious next step is that like, you know, oh, he has no problems. He's got like a wife and these kids and they're living this way and everything's amazing and blah, 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 right? And so this is where I think like, yes, pedestalizing people is a bad idea. And when you are putting out explicit messaging, basically telling people, I have got this 100% figured out, this is where the pedestalization you know, this is, this is, that's the invitation, right? And it's hard because thanks capitalism, we're not allowed to have any flaws or problems or areas that we aren't amazing at, according to, you know, that sort of idea. It's yeah. Cause it's you have to be perfect because yes. you have to monetize because yes. this is the world that we live in. Right. And if you're not perfect and people are like, you know, and call you out on it eventually, then there goes the money. Right. Mm hmm Right. Yeah. It's not good. Not good. Well, I mean, this guy. So has there been any, do you, Annika, do you know if there's been any kind of like repercussions after the, the downfall, so to speak? I mean, we're, we're a month out from his, you know, kind of public apology. So I think, you know, he's in the process of whatever that looks like. I will tell you the ancestral supplements page is still ticking along there's still lots of amazon reviews from people who you know take them and love them so right. i don't i don't know i think there's been a public fallout but i don't know what the monetary fallout would look like for him and i think you know time will tell hmm. time will tell i bet you because he is not tied to 
um, like contracts. He's not representing anybody other than himself, right? That it will be less than like, right. He's not going to get dropped by like, he's not going to have a Kanye moment. Yeah. 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 So there you go. Um, don't eat too much raw liver. You'll hurt your liver. Gross. Gross. Oh, so now if you look, um, I just went to his Instagram. Now he's framing it as, um, he's going on all these podcasts saying, like basically talking about him using steroids and his apology. So he's just pivoted to be like, to make it a talking point. Right. I mean, it makes sense, right? I mean, more content. What else are you going to do? What else are you going to do? Well, Annika, that was- No press is bad press. Totally. (laughs) Totally. (laughs) Annika, that was fascinating. I mean, it's a really, I don't know. It feels like a hard tale for me because I have such compassion for kids Mm -hmm. boys who have been bullied or made Mm -hmm. to feel less than or the weakling or whatever. And it's a, it's a not uncommon thing to like, then be like, okay, well, I'm just going to become bigger and stronger and more of a badass than anyone. So no one can beat me. Right. It's like a Mm -hmm. amazing physical representation of like a protection mechanism. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, just to create this bulk where he's like impenetrable, right? Like Mm -hmm. you you can't beat me. You can't kill me. You can't hurt me. You can't hurt me is basically what this comes to. Right. And, you know, when he's talking about his insecurities, I think, you know, good, good that you're talking about that. And also, you know, like, I guess the, the, this, the thing becomes, where does the responsibility lie? Mm-hmm. Well, right. And it's, this. it's toxic masculinity that got him here. And now it's toxic masculinity. He's continuing to promote, to get him out of it, which is just feels so backwards. So backwards. Is, so backwards. Is, you know, he's really fed into this, the explosion of the manosphere in the last couple of years. And it really worked well for his brand, you know? Totally. And again, it's like a very painful capitalist, capitalistic truth that, that's what sells right now. Well, and this is where I'm sort of a little bit comforted by knowing the fact that the arc of history, the long arc of history always t- trends towards progressivism, right? So yeah. at mm-hmm. some point, we just have to wait it out, but yeah. hopefully they freak out about, you know, green M&Ms enough that we can <laughs> see it for the ridiculousness that it is and go back to eating a balanced diet of rainbow salmon. M&Ms, rainbow <laughs> Definitely, definitely. Rainbow M&M's, a little bit of meat, a little bit of grains. But not M&M's in heels. That's inappropriate. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening to Eternal. We really appreciate your support. And if you could do us a big favor and subscribe and share this podcast, it would mean the world to us.